welcome to the Still Worthy Podcast, the safe and empowering haven for people like you and me, single, child-free women looking to embrace our unique path, celebrate our freedom and independence, and live our best, happiest, most fearless, fulfilling, and kick-ass life. I'm your host and sister friend, Sanja Lioness Mackey, here to guide you on this incredible journey that redefines womanhood and acknowledges your worth, irrespective of your marital and family status. Let's get this party started. Hello, hello. How are you today, girl? I hope all is well in your world. And welcome to another episode of Still Worthy, the place for some honest dialogue about the lifestyle of single, child-free women. First, if you missed the masterclass I held this past Sunday on discovering your purpose, you missed a fabulous opportunity to start living a life where you are thriving in your divine assignment. And I don't mean just thriving in the sense that you have your own house, you drive your dream car, you travel internationally several times a year, etc. No, I mean the kind of thriving that transcends your own life, where you are making a difference in the world, where you are creating a positive impact in the lives of others, where you have true joy, freedom, and fulfillment because you are prospering in your purpose. Look, if you know, you know. But if you don't know, I'll be hosting this masterclass again in December, December 2nd, a Saturday at 10 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time and December 10th, a Sunday at 2 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. The investment is only $97. That's a small price to pay to open the door and start shedding light on your path to purpose. Okay, let's get on with today's topic, why I choose to thrive in my singleness. So I've noticed something on social media. When women talk about their marriages in a positive light, you know, I love my husband. I'm dedicated to my marriage. He protects and provides for me. He covers me and cares for me. He accepts me as I am. He's the best thing that ever happened to me, et cetera, et cetera. There are always a ton of likes and positive comments on those type posts. People are glad and happy for those women. They wish them the best. They often comment that they're waiting for the same. They can't wait until it's their turn. But when I make a post sharing something wonderful about my life as a single woman, you know, like being able to pursue a hobby or a passion I've always wanted to try or being able to check off a dream bucket list destination or being able to indulge in some self-care because I've been working hard and need some me time, which sidebar here, a lot of people don't understand how a single child-free woman could use more me time. But hey, if you know, you know, right? But when I post those things, girl, it's crickets. It's crickets. Is very few likes, very few comments, and very few shares. And so I'm sitting there wondering, what is the difference? Why the different responses? Married women are allowed, no, no, not just allowed, but encouraged to be happy in their marriage. But I can't be happy in my singleness? Like, what the hell? And this was reinforced to me recently in a response to one of my Facebook posts by a guy who follows me. He said that I, in my work, I encourage women to stay single. And I said, first of all, dude, you have it all wrong. Now, I will most definitely encourage a woman to remain single versus being in a toxic relationship or a relationship where she's not happy 
or feeling valued or treated as she deserves to be treated. I will most definitely encourage a woman to leave those types of situations, but I'm not going to tell a woman to stay single just for the sake of being single or just to spite men or because I don't believe in the institution of marriage. I do believe in the institution of marriage. In fact, I still hope to marry one day. So why would I malign or belittle or disparage or vilify men or the institution of marriage when I still want both? But girl, here's what's really going on. Let's talk the tea here, okay? There's a fear by men, you know, like this guy on Facebook and some women as well, because let's face it, some women drink the patriarchy Kool-Aid too. There's a fear that by loving and enjoying my single life, I'm downplaying and downgrading married life. And by default, I'm downplaying and downgrading men. The necessity of men. And as every woman knows, men need to feel needed. So they think that by saying yes to my single life, I'm automatically saying no to men and no to having a partner or getting married. And it leaves me absolutely flabbergasted because I don't understand, first of all, how it's a matter of choice. Like these are not two statuses that you can have simultaneously. I can't be single and married at the same time. Now, I do know some people out there living that exact life like they're married, but they're moving and navigating life like they're single. But that's not me. I'm a monogamous woman. If I'm going to actually get married and vow in front of family, friends and God to love only this man, then I'm going to do just that. I'm going to love and be with my husband. So where I'm going with this is that if you're like me, we can only be one or the other, single or married. And because these are consecutive states of being, meaning one following the other and not concurrent states of being, meaning occurring at the same time, can I have the best of both worlds? Can't I live my best single life and then When I say I do to my special person, live my best married life. Because when there's no applause for me finding joy in my single status, like there is when married women find joy in their married status, all I can think is they want me to be miserable. They want me to sit at home alone and sad because I don't have a man. Because they see us finding joy and freedom and fulfillment and contentment in our single status as a threat to men and to the institution of marriage. They would rather we be depressed and lonely because then they know there's a catalyst for us at least considering marriage and some urgency to it as well. Because who the hell wants to sit lonely and depressed? And if all this seems far-fetched, yes, girl, it is. It is mind boggling, isn't it? And yet that's exactly what we're dealing with here. Honey, if you haven't realized it by now, the nature of human beings is that people don't like when you go against the grain. They don't like when you shun tradition. They don't like when you buck the system. They don't like when you take the road less traveled. They don't like when you do those things and still find joy, freedom, fulfillment, and contentment. Because you see, the average person is going to do all of that. They're going to follow the grain. They're going to embrace tradition. They're going to accept the system. They're going to take the road traveled by everyone else. Basically, they're going to follow the rules. 
but they see you off doing something different, carving out a life for yourself, creating a life on your own terms. And they're like, what the hell? How dare she? How dare she think that she can do something different from the rest of us? How the hell does she get to break the rules and still experience joy, freedom, fulfillment, and contentment? And you already know what's at the root of all that, right, girl? Damn, wish I had been able to do that. Wish I had had the courage to take the road less traveled. Wish I had had the courage to buck the system. Wish I had had the presence of worth and strength of identity to stand up for myself, not follow the rules and create the life I wanted to live. So no, 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 no. I'm doing my impression of the grandma in the move. Get out here. okay? No, we are not going to live a sad, lonely existence as single women just because it makes someone else feel better about the life choices they made. We're going to live our best, happiest, most fearless, fulfilling and kick ass life right now as single women. Girl, you already know my mantra. I'm about living joyfully right now versus waiting unhappily ever after. And if you haven't listened to it yet, go on and download episode seven. The grass is greener where you water it. Yes, I hope to get married someday, but I'm not going to sit here all lonely and depressed as I look at married women on the other side of the fence, wistfully looking at their grass, wishing mine was just as green. I don't have to do that. You know why? Because I have grass on my side of the fence too, girl, and my grass is just as green. In fact, it might be greener. You know why? Because I tend to it. I nurture it. I care for it. I water it. It's not an either or equation. I don't have to choose and you don't have to choose either. We can enjoy our most lush, rich and green grass on both sides of the fence meaning we can enjoy the best of life in both our single status and in our married or partnered status. You know, as I was preparing my notes for this podcast episode, I received a message from a fellow coach on Instagram, which if you're not following me at Stillworthy Women, you should be. She said that she had always felt single childless women were her people, her target audience for her coaching business. But now that she's met an amazing man and is in a partnered living relationship, not only does she feel inauthentic in talking to this segment of women, but she feels an inner conflict because she was a strong, happy and empowered single childless woman for 49 years, practically her entire life. But now she's in a relationship. So she was asking me my thoughts and how I plan to navigate the coaching work that I do with single child-free women when I myself find a partner or get married. Now, this part that I'm going to talk about now wasn't so much a situation she was experiencing, but I see it a lot with women who have been single a long time and are now in relationships or married. When you've been single a long time, there can be some tough adjustments, some growing pains, if you will, both from a mindset and behavioral perspective as you shift from this single life to this married or partnered life. Because we're used to doing things on our own. We're used to depending on ourselves. We're used to a certain way of things being done. We're used to it just being us to care about. And all of those things change once we enter a relationship or get married. And that requires adjustments, adjustments of thoughts and habits that can often take time to change. But if we're really honest with ourselves, Who the hell wants to do it all? Like, why would you want to go to work, 
manage the finances, pay the bills, cook the food, clean the house, put the trash out, cut the grass, take the car in for repairs, et cetera, et cetera. Like all by yourself when you can have help in the form of a spouse or partner. And yes, you can hire people to do those various jobs and tasks, but we're talking about a life partner here. We're talking about the fact that you still would like to find your special someone someday so you can share your life with them. So I'm saying all that to say, girl, if I'm going to be with a man in the first place, you best believe he's going to be an asset to my existence and a help in my life. They call it partners for a reason. So why wouldn't I be accepting and welcoming of a partner who can help shoulder the administrative burden of life? Doing that does not diminish who I am. It doesn't negate my abilities or capabilities. It doesn't take away from my strength or independence. My attitude is like, hey, don't doubt for one single moment that I can't do this. I just choose not to, period. And frankly, any man who gets to know me or you will know that right from the very beginning because they're going to know who we are because it's the energy with which we carry ourselves and navigate life that they're going to be taking their cue from. We are more than capable in terms of shouldering the burdens of life. But the whole point of having a partner is so you don't have to do it alone. So don't be afraid to actually be a partner, meaning to share your life and share the roles and responsibilities of life within your partnership. Now, regarding the part where this fellow coach mentioned feeling some inner conflict, I said, you were strong, happy and empowered as a single woman. How does that change just because you're now in a relationship? Shouldn't you still be a strong, happy and empowered woman? Especially if you're with the quote right person, meaning you haven't had to sacrifice who you are to be in this relationship. Hmm. Something to think about. I believe partnered and married women should still have their own identity. They should still have their own money. They should still have their own hobbies and interests. They should still travel solo sometimes. They should still feel strong and empowered. They should still walk in their worth. Like, honestly, for me, none of that would change if I found a partner or got married because all of those things contributed and are still contributing to me being my best self as a single woman. And I can't be my best self in a partnership or marriage until I can be my best self standing alone as a single woman. I cannot give the best of myself to a man, to my husband, to my life partner, if I'm not giving the best of myself to me first. So there doesn't have to be any inner turmoil. Many of the personality and character traits that serve you as a single woman should still serve you as a married or partnered woman. Okay, so you know I always try to end each episode with a small mindset or behavioral shift that embodies the spirit of the episode, that drives home the point of the episode. I want you to ask yourself this question. Is your desire to have a husband or partner keeping you from showing up as your happiest and most fulfilled self today as a single woman? Are you holding back in a particular area of your life? Like you're not buying the house You're not traveling to a particular destination. You're not focusing on your long-term financial future. You're not making certain moves because you're waiting for your special person to be a part of those decisions or a part of that journey. Now, be honest with yourself in making a list of these things and be honest with yourself in assessing why you feel these are things best done 
when your special person arrives on the scene? Why is your desire alone not good enough? Like your desire to solidify your financial future, your desire to go on vacation, say in the Maldives or the Bora Bora, your desire to buy your dream home. Why are you not enough for the life you want to live? Girl, I'm going to just drop that question right there and leave you with it. Okay. Now, our whole conversation today has been about thriving in your singleness. You should not be holding back on giving yourself anything that you desire as a single woman. You deserve to live your most joyful and fulfilled life. Not when you get married, not when you find a partner, but now. Girl, right freaking now. You don't need the presence of a man to justify living your best life. You are worthy and deserving of all the beautiful and amazing things that this world has to offer all on your own. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Still Worthy podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Share it with family and friends who would enjoy and benefit from these insightful and increasingly relevant conversations. Follow us on social media to connect with an amazing community of single, child-free women. And visit stillworthywomen.com to work with me, travel with me and other single, child-free women, and stay abreast of projects I'll be launching soon just for you. I hope today's topic encouraged you to view your lifestyle with a fresh, exciting, and empowering new perspective. And I can't wait to have you join me for the next episode. Until then, remember that your life choices are valid, your journey is beautiful, and your worth is immeasurable. Oh, 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 oh,